Well, we're back. She's back. I am. I'm here. <laughs> I'm sure I, I, I still, like you. What went? <laughs> I still I still hear it a little bit, but my gosh, uh, I'll tell you, I've been going on the show here without you and telling people. Actually, no, you've been with us because I've been playing your music. I've been playing your songs. Aww. because I've been saying, well, Amanda can't join us here in person, but well, she's going to join us anyway, whether she knows it or not. And we would play your music that way. You're part of the show anyway. You know, Aww, hey. thank you. How very sweet. You, it's so lovely oh, to be back. Uh, you sound wonderful. You sound great. Uh, well, no, you actually, I still <laughs> hear you. it a little bit. I, I, I do hear it, but but you sound yeah, ninety-eight percent, 99% better. You sound so much better. Yeah. <laughs> that was real bad. It was crazy, absolutely crazy, yeah. right? I was sending I, boys to voice messages on WhatsApp. I was like, boys, I can't get on. Listen to me. I just can't speak properly right now. <laughs> yeah, so, I got um, those messages. I, was I like, couldn't uh, believe my eyes. No. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. It's it's 2000 and uh, uh, let me see, it's 2023. Is that right? Yes, yeah. 2023. Happy New Year, oh, everybody. Happy New Year. My We've had goodness. some fun shows. We've had some fun shows over the holidays, over Christmas and New Year's, and I had to do a couple of solo deals because you were not feeling well and mm. and um, oh, and it, it uh, yeah, you know, I always skip sure a couple. I think. It. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was. It, yeah. All right. We uh, we did. I think I also. Did one um, over Christmas, which was cool. We, we uh, actually got. It looks like here the entire uh, Handel's uh, Oratorio, the Messiah, we played Ooh. uninterrupted on our show as, a, as yeah. a gift for any listener that cared to hear it. But that was cool because I even tuned in for that. That was very. Oh, cool. that's so good. That's hallelujah, so good. hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> oh, what a beautiful voice Thank you, you have! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Love it, love it. Hey, so how was well, your gotta, uh, Christmas and New Year? Christmas was really good. Christmas, it was great. We went skiing. I think I did I tell you that or not? I forgot. But we yeah, went. We, I, yeah, we, yeah. we. I got a surprise birthday gift, which is the day after Christmas, and we on Christmas we took off to the mountains. My wife and kids rented a um, a cottage up at Bear Mountain, and uh, oh, we we had such a fun time doing karaoke and singing and drinking and skiing and. It was oh, an amazing time amazing. for the family. It was just, it was yeah. so surprised. It was, it was fantastic. Great. Oh. I hadn't skied in so long. It was so great to have skis back on there. It was just terrific. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's been, I think it's been 10 years since I skied. Yeah. How yeah. does it feel, um, though, getting back to it? Is it kind of like riding a bike? You get used to it? Not again? almost. I mean, I, I didn't fall. You know, it was fine. Um, it, it, it just kind of getting, it, skis, the technology has changed. I used to own my own skis and boots and all that. I used to ski every yeah. week. And I, was, I, I don't know how good I was. I, I got down, I got down the hill. You know, I got done the, wow. the, the ski runs pretty good every time, you know, always. But I don't know how technically good I was, but I had a lot of fun. That's what counts that I was safe, you know, oh, and yeah. I under control, you know, and I did blues, the, the medium and, and the greens and even some of the OK uh, black diamond difficult ones on the East Coast. But but I was never what you call it, you know, skilled, you know, amazing you know, you know, you know, skier, you know, but I, I had fun, <laughs> you know, I, I had fun. Yeah. You know? And I, I went fast, yeah. too. I, I like went fast. But anyway, um, so I it seemed to me that um, the. Uh, a little bit of trouble controlling some of the skis, a little bit, you know, a little bit. It was very slushy. It was 54 degrees and it went down oh, wow. 30 something finally. But so the conditions weren't terrific. Um, yeah. Kind of reminded me of the East Coast a little bit. Uh, I skied a lot on the East Coast on ice. I mean, you know, they'd make snow and it'd freeze over and you'd have, you know, you'd try to carve it turn, turns on ice. Better off yeah. with skates, you know. Yeah. But it wasn't icy, but it was still. Conditions were okay. I got better in the early evening, and we, we didn't stay till past six or so. But um, 
it got better. And uh, it sure did remind oh, cool. me how much I loved it. And I got better, too. I started enjoying it more and more and more. And there was one big hill we went down and wound all the way around the mountain with incredible views that was so crowded. You think you're on L.A. freeway with all these oh, people on really? snow, snowboards and falling and beginners and stuff. You know, Aaron, you're going like an optical course with people of all, all sorts of experience levels. And you're, but, you know, it's it still good. I mean, it was just, you know, not my, not my yeah. cup of tea. But I stayed with the with the equivalent of a uh, of a, I guess they call it a beginner, an easy, but long, you know, downhill run, you know, wide, good, long, yeah. some, some steep, in some areas downhill run and got to go fast and, and, and kind of picked up the, picked it up again as I, as I went along. Nice. But I'm sure we have a lot of listeners out there who are skiers and probably a lot better than I am, but uh, I do enjoy it. And <laughs> we'll do it again. It kind of got me thinking, God, am I going to buy equipment again and all that? And I'm like, okay, Eddie, come on, don't get carried away here. Don't get carried away. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're already better than I am because I've never been skiing. Oh my, we got to remedy that. That's phenomenal. Once you start, it's just it scary at first. It is, it, is, <laughs> yeah. it is very scary at first. You know, yeah. But you learn some techniques. You learn to control your skis. You learn how to kind of put your skis in a V like a snowplow and just kind of just you know push the snow ahead of you to keep your speed under control yeah. and, and just press on the ski and you turn. You press on the other ski and you turn. You press on one ski. You kind of unweight the ski. You don't lift off the ground, but you unweight and you turn. Wow. Bam. And uh, the more you unweight, the sharper you turn. And wow. uh, then you start feeling that. You start kind of feeling that groove and that turning, the bam, like emotion, like a rhythm in music, you know, bam, bam, bam. You know, you're kind of turning and turning and turning. You're just yeah. kind of un- in, in control. And if your worst comes to happen, you know, worst comes to happen, you fall, you know, big deal. You, know, you land mm. your button. Who cares? It could be tough getting up yeah. sometimes, depending on how, how steep the hill is. <laughs> you're on <a> slope. <laughs> yeah. But it's a lot of fun. <laughs> is, is there skiing anywhere near where you are? We've actually got in um, kind of in between this town and the next town. There's kind of a, a hill with a like mm-hmm. a fake ski slope, you know. The people mm-hmm. go skiing there. Um, a lot of people rave about it, and I could just go there if I wanted to try it out. Um, but yeah, it, I mean it looks like fun, but like I said, I get nervous. I thought <laughs> I could be quite clumsy, so. Mm. Um, yeah, <laughs> I love this. I, I want. I want to. I want to. I want you to ski. I want to get videos of it. Yes, oh, maybe. I'll, oh, I wish I, <laughs> I would take you. I would take you. I could teach you to ski. I mean, I'm. I, I go down. You know, I know how to ski. You know, but you know, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not with this skilled like amazing. But I, I. I can. I can definitely. I've. I've taught friends and kids and so forth how to ski. Oh, they cool. Seem, seem, seem to enjoy it. They don't get hurt. Excellent. That's the important thing. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. trust you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> worst comes worst. I'll take you piggyback. Yeah. Hop oh, on. thanks. Yeah, fantastic. I'll let you do all the work. I'll just, you know, yeah, you just go for the, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and sometimes, even if you get off this, the lift, the lift chair, without falling, you're doing okay, you know. Mm. It's yeah, they look pretty cool. <laughs> it's great. Oh, it's great. Sometimes, depending, and some places, yeah. depending on where you're skiing, that just that ride up, unless you're freezing your butt off. I've been, you know, back Ooh. east in Vermont, I'd, I'd yeah. be, you know, the temperature, windshield would be like below zero, seven, eight below zero. And there'd oh be goodness. very few people out, but I'd be one of them. And you know, taking taking the chairlift up by myself, and the and the wind's blowing, and you're freezing your ass off. Oh. But then, and then, you, but why? Because an amazing run down, you know, and you're just really, yeah. you know, barely very few people there, and you're going speedy Gonzales, you're turning, and you don't even think about the temperature. And then when you get down there and you ride back up again, you're like, oh my god, freezing shit, oh shit, <laughs> and. It, yeah. And all my friends, everybody else goes in. Not me. I'm out there. I'm out there, man. I'm out. There. <laughs> I'm skiing. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> but um, but it's uh, it's a lot. But you know the views on the chairlift on the way up. I mean, just you know, mm. 
especially if it's a comfortable temperature, it's a, it's a fun experience. I mean, nice views, meet great people. Everybody's there for skiing and having a fun time and going yeah. to the ski lounge, having a beer or some hot chocolate or something and, uh, uh, mm. you know, whatever, some food and burger or whatever. And, you know, it's just a, it's a great atmosphere. And, and the ski town, like it's a big bear, the, you know, the, the towns where these ski resorts are, are ski villages. And everybody's there for skiing and they're renting cottages or some people, of course, own cottages and vacation homes, whatever. But it's everybody's there for skiing and hanging out and going out at night and trying to do different restaurants. And, you know, it's just the whole ski atmosphere is just really, really great. So much fun. Mm. So much fun. Yeah. yeah. He signs it. He signs it. Yeah. I'll go from skiing to fantastic. sailing. One, one, sometime I got to do it in the same. I got to ski in the morning and sail in the afternoon out in the ocean. I got to try that. I haven't done that yet. Wow. I got to try yes. that. And then hiking, and you know, at night. <laughs> and then hiking, yeah. I, I'm five. I'm I'm less than five miles from amazing hiking trails in the San Gabriel yeah. Mountains. I'm less than five, miles. and I'm 17 miles from the beach. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to California. We yeah. had some monsoon weather here, man. There's been such horrific, horrific oh, rainstorms yeah. here. I don't know if you've read about them. I know everybody's reading about them, getting messages. Andy, I'm here about the weather. There. It rained like you wouldn't believe. Holy um, smokes! It didn't rain it, here over a few days. It's kind of happening right outside the window right now. Um, <laughs> for for oh. days we've had rain and, and winds. It's just um, unreal. And the temperature has literally been jumping, like between, mm. um, I want to say about five degrees difference from one day to the next. Um, mm. So it's so bizarre. I was explaining to Bella that this time of year in the UK, you know, generally speaking, would have been uh, zero temperatures and minus temperatures. And these past few years, um, especially this year, in fact, more so than any other, it's been quite extreme in the temperature changes and how mm. erratic the weather is. But then we get mm-hmm. weather come from your side of the world and from Europe kind of hit the UK. Um, we tend to get that just bombard us quite often. Um, we kind of, it's, it almost feels like we're in this little hole in the middle of a donut and everything's mm. happening around us and we get the you know, the the flavor of everything else from the outside. <laughs> That's what it feels Man. like. But, but um, you guys, yeah. you, know, you get cold, you know, gray winters and cold and rain and snow. And, mm. and we know, you know, Southern California, you know, we're, this is, you know, Southern California is warm. And even when it gets cold, it's usually in the 60s, yeah. maybe in the 40s at night. And uh, yeah. um, and to get that kind of rain, it's just totally, uh, I mean, people are. It was, yeah. it was real. I mean, being from the East Coast, where of course we had you know blizzards and hurricanes and rain. I, this this was unreal. I mean, this is like it's monsoon. Like it's crazy, like, right? It was unreal. I'm supposed to get more rain this weekend, I think. But strangely wow. enough, we're still not mm. out of the drought. A lot of places, I think, like where we are, even though it, it you know buckets of buckets of rain. That's a Bob Dylan song. Um, yeah, buckets of rain. <laughs> it 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 still is, was not enough to to remedy the drought situation that we've had here in California. So the, the the amount of water we've had is very welcome. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah I can understand that. Um, I think it's much needed. Um, yep. It is crazy, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. we've had um, like flood warnings, and parts of um, our town has mm. had some of the roads and even like the paving, the the sidewalk is um, like flooded over. And um, again, unusual for this mm-hmm. time of year. Uh, mm-hmm. We're only like six degrees difference from you right now. You're what, fifty-four degrees? Something uh, like that. Sixty, sixty right here, partly sunny. Oh, it's sixty right now. Yeah. Okay, we're well. We're forty-eight degrees currently, if if it's correct. Oh. Wow. Um, yeah. So yeah, you know, it's it, just 
Oh, and you're you're eleven you're 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 eleven thirty there at night almost right now. It'll be it'll be in the yeah. it, it has gone down to forty four, uh forty five, forty nine at night here. Um it's sixty mm-hmm. now, so I bet it'll go down to fifty tonight or fifty two somewhere in there, maybe cold. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you know um do you do you know you heard the news there maybe that um or maybe you didn't, I don't know. Um that uh Joe Biden's uh aides Advisors uh, found um, less than a dozen documents that he had taken with him, um, or mis- somebody packed them mistakenly uh, when he was vice president, and found them in his uh, University of Pennsylvania office when they were cleaning that out uh, in November. Mm. They found some classified documents, and the first right. thing they did is they they got hold of uh, um, not directly, but they got hold of the Department of um, your national archives, and they were returned right away. Bam! Oh, by the way, we found these. We didn't mean to have them, but here. You know here, uh-huh. and uh, and of course the Republican uh, extremist commentators could, could loved it. Oh my God! Because first of all, there were less than a dozen documents. He, his own staff right. found them. They called and they said, "We got these. We need them. Get them to you." And I'm sure it's happened before, by the way. And uh, we didn't mean to take these, but we got them. We don't need them. We don't want them. We're not supposed to have them here. Take them. Take them. Whatever. And that's the end of it. Boom. You know, if if Trump had done that, it would have been the end of it as well. Trump, right? Knowingly took hundreds of documents, lied about them, refused to return them, lied to his own attorneys that he returned everything when he knew he did not. There's some uh, empty folders with documents missing from those folders right now that they're wondering right. where are they, who has them. Um, he lied, he lied, and he lied again to the point where the FBI had to raid his house, and they found hundreds of documents. If he had told them I have them, there would have been no raid. He said, I don't have anything. He lied. And, and, and the Republican commentators, the, the right-wing extremist commentators, I call them, um, just had a heyday with this. Oh, but Biden has documents. Oh, uh, is the FBI going to raid his house to see how many more? I mean, come on, folks. Come get you know, but you can't draw a distinction between the character of Joe Biden and Donald Trump. You got issues, you know? Um, yeah. Unbelievable. And uh, okay, so what happens today? Breaking here is. Um, his aides found uh, uh, another uh, one more document or, or you know a couple more something like that in another office. They found a couple more, uh, but you know uh, you know Biden probably did not pack any of that himself. You know I'm assuming that he probably didn't that he has staff or whatever. You know I can't see Joe Biden cleaning out his you know picking papers up. You know I just can't see it. or yeah. I can't see any president or vice president doing that. I'm sure they have staff and and help and aides that do all that for them. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure Donald Trump didn't know. I mean, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of documents, top secret classified, labeled that. Wow. Uh, you have to be pretty to not know that that you're not supposed to take these. Is I know I'm not going to go into it because I'm I'm going to put some a level of intelligence uh, upon our listeners that would make it not necessary for me to explain that to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So here's what else happens, right? So so yeah. Joe Biden, Joe Biden um, uh, was going to increase the funding for the IRS, hiring hundreds of agents whose main job would be, you know, training, you know, hiring people, you know, hey, we have jobs, come work for us, you know, good salary jobs um, to yeah. crack down on tax cheats, right? Right. Which would net the government, you know, millions and millions of dollars, millions of dollars. So the GOP's first bill was to ready for this. Okay. They want to cancel that. Uh, 
because they they think that hey um why should you know we don't want the government going after our own people mhm oh and and we don't want the government going after the rich and famous who don't pay any taxes right Huh. Funny that. <laughs> right? It's yeah. first bill, the first bill of this Republican, barely majority Republican House by five, took okay. 15, 15 rounds of votes to get the the leader in there of the, of the, of the party, uh, Speaker of the House. The GOP's first bill, though, exposes the, uh, um, you know, where the right wing is headed, where the right wing Republicans are headed. You know, right. it's... Um, it's they're looking to defund Biden's efforts to help the Internal Revenue Service crack down on those who don't pay taxes or cheat on their taxes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy, Andy, Andy. Unreal, you know? Did you hear yeah. about George Santos, the congressman from New York? No. Okay, this you guy, tell? this guy, George Santos, was campaigning upon where he went to school, never went there, campaigned upon his mother being killed uh, – uh, as a result of um, COVID, uh, never happened. Um, campaigned um, on his uh, income as being fifty-five thousand dollars a year, but somehow he got millions of dollars to, you know, spend on a campaign. And where did that money come from? Nobody knows. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, one lie after I mean, amazing, amazing guy stands behind a podium and disputes, just disputes lies. His name's George Santos, S-A-N-T-O-S, George Santos. Look him up. That's everybody's homework. Listen, look up okay. George Santos and 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 look about all these. Everything he says is a lie. And the Republicans, the entire time, he's running. He got elected. He's a congressman. The Republicans didn't say a word about it. Didn't say, hey, they didn't? you don't belong here. We're going. No, they let him. You know, hey, that's what we do. That's what let's look. You know, remember Trump? That's what we do here. But now, now, New York Republicans are calling on. The lying Repub- representative George Santos to step down. New York Republicans are wow. resigned. You, you can't. You, this is how you got in the office. Well, one lie, another lie, another lie. Wh- who you are, your background, where you went to school, where, how, where and how your mother died, where you got your money from, what you invested in. All these one yeah. lie. Every single everything I'm saying here, he lied about every single thing. Every single wow. Thing. And he got wow. And, and he got and because hey 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 he got voted upon. Right. He got voted a con. I got to. I got to. I want to let you take the show for a minute. Might take this call. Oh, yes. You okay. Carry All on. Right. All right. You know, but as you guys know, sick for several weeks, and there's been something we can't quite work it out because no doctor's been able to label it as anything. Andy said um, it could be a strain of, of flu when I spoke to the boys um, on WhatsApp. So yeah, it's um, been a pretty weird one. I had a uh, congestion on the chest, sore throat. Swollen glands. My glands are still swollen, and I lost my voice for a, a while. And um, yeah, it, it was very, very odd. Never experienced anything like it. And most of the people here in the UK have have come down with variations of this. Um, a lot of people that I spoke to had uh, tonsillitis, and um, this wasn't exactly tonsillitis. It wasn't far from it. But it was uh, a very weird experience that I've not had anything like it before. And um, again, everyone I spoke to said, that, yeah, yeah, I had something similar. I was, I was experiencing this. And it was taking a while to go. And then other people started coming down with it while I had it. And um, 
So all over Christmas and New Year, it was uh, feeling poorly and coughing up um, the, the mucus on my chest. Sorry to be disgusting, but there it is. And so, yeah, it was a crazy, crazy time. And finally get back into the swing of things. And um, I think, you know, since we had the COVID issue and we like, hid ourselves away for those two years, well, two years here in the UK, not sure about the rest of the world so much, but um, being in lockdown on and off for those two years was chaotic because um, we we kind of withdrawn from society so much that we had perfect health for most of that time for those of us who didn't contract COVID, obviously. And um, it seems getting back into the swing of things and now we're at the height of, you know, the season, the time of year where things spread more and you get more bugs and things. It's like things have now mutated and uh, people are experiencing things they didn't quite experience before, which is understandable. And more and more people are getting and experiencing COVID and it's not doing the same kind of damage as it's done previously. So that's the great thing. Um, But yeah, so here I am back on the show and happy to be back with you guys um i was looking at uh some of the media today and uh, we had a legend a british guitarist pass away you may know him jeff beck you know he was such a major legend here in the uk 78 years old contracted um, bacterial meningitis and uh yeah he didn't make it the poor guy and um yeah, he's just so fantastic of a musician. Um, when he replaced Eric Clapton in the Yardbirds and um, worked with, um, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Oh, my goodness. Mine's gone blank. I'm, I'm back. I'm back. I'm sorry. Hey. hey so I can tell you a funny story. I told you when yeah. the, before the show started, I had a car deal here, and I had a guy come in to service my car. And yeah. uh, so I got a studio in the back here, and the car's out front. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, anyway, long, I think problems with the car with Ford Flex, and, and they got to jump this morning, and the uh, radio wouldn't turn off. The heat's blasting, and I'm, I'm driving the car around just like you would if you get a battery jumped, and you drive around for a while, and the heat's blasting. I couldn't control it, couldn't turn the radio off. You know, not, I tried the voice commands, all that stuff, touch screen, nothing worked, and uh, parked it, and a little later, the battery's dead again. So oh. I called. Geico, by the way, I've got Geico Roadside. They're amazing. Highly recommend Geico, not only for their insurance rates, but the service is outstanding. I've been with them for decades. Geico. Anyway. Oh, really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. okay. And that, okay. Wasn't, that wasn't a paid advertisement, but I think I should call them. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I called again, Geico, and they came out again. They said, why don't we just tell you somewhere? When I talked to the guy, he was, he was a great Geico guy. And I said, well, because I don't know where I want to tell it to. He said, look, you're included. you can tell you anywhere. You can go to any dealer. Even the closest dealer is 200 miles away. It's included. We, we tell you no charge. And I'm like, wow. And, um, but I don't know what, where I want to go or what I wanted to do. Or I probably want to take it somewhere and talk to somebody to have it diagnosed to make sure I Googled the issue. And, the, and, the, and I've, on Google, I found other people had similar problems with that Ford Flex, put a brand new battery in it, and it remedied. The battery's just too too weak to to run all this the complex computer systems and so forth are in the car, I guess. And um, wow. so I I figured he's a new battery. But anyway, I called the Geico and they wanted to come tow the car somewhere. And I figured, nah, let me Dick, will you come out and and jump? And they said, well, it's the same car, the same issue. And usually the second time around, we like to tow the car to get it fixed, which I appreciate. But I said, look, I don't know where I want to tow it to. So anyway, okay, I'll, we'll, we'll we'll make an exception. We'll come out and jump it again. So I just went out there. And in the meantime, my wife was uh, hanging around, and she was going to do something with the car or whatever. And uh, 
I told her I was going to call and have it jumped again. But uh, so when the phone rang before, I went out and the car's not there. So my wife must no. have gotten jumped and taken it somewhere. I have no idea. The car's not there. So so, but she didn't tell me. She had, she didn't say anything. Oh, I'm going to you know she text me or call me or anything that she took the car, but it's not there. So she must have somehow gotten it jumped and went to get it fixed. I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> I have no idea. Somebody else has just gone off your car. <laughs> and, and, and this is this, this, you know, this, this is my life on a regular basis. This 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 kind of thing. This is what I do every day. This is this is what I do. I go through yeah. that. You know, just it's unbelievable. All these surprises. Unreal. Yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Usually, usually, usually it's with my checkbook. Oh. I wake up in the morning. I open my checkbook and I close it at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear the creak when it opens again. Oh yes. Oh, no. oh yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Unreal. Hey, speaking of which, Taylor Guitars. Again, this is not a paid advertisement, um, but I am a partnered artist with Taylor Guitars, a fine manufacturer, an outstanding large builder of, uh, uh, of guitars here in the United States. Um, and you have Taylor Guitars over there too. Um, the uh, I just ordered a 517 Builders Edition. Which should be ready in a couple of days. A gorgeous oh. new spruce top mahogany back in size, which I've, I've had my eyes on for several years since before COVID. I was down at the Taylor Builders, the factory, huge, almost like a little city of buildings down there, and uh, was getting a 12 string guitar of mine tweaked that uh, they'd got me. And one of the tech guys said, Hey, have you tried out the new 517 Grand Pacific? It's kind of like a dreadnought, kind of more of a little departure from the normal Taylor guitar line. Um, and um, I tried one at a big music show called Nam um, that I participate in, and uh, you know, so many people there, it's hard to tell. It's like a pretty good guitar, but he said, "I've seen you play, and you should go up to the, you know, visitor center where they have hundreds of all the guitars on the walls, and you should go to the visitor center and uh, and play a 517." And two hours later, I was still playing it. Right. So I, well, I had my eyes, and, I had my eyes and ears on that guitar for, um, and, and I finally, uh, and I couldn't get one for COVID, COVID, and I finally uh, ordered one and. Uh, She'll be picking up my new guitar very soon. Wow, yes. fantastic. So some acquisitions coming my way. A new guitar, and I'm also mm. getting a, my first real good, really good telescope. Oh. You, you, know, you, you, know how I'm into, you know how much time we spent on the show talking like space and stars and galaxies and light, travel of light speed and, you know, infinity and all these things. And, uh, to infinity and beyond, yes. I'm, I'm getting a what's called a Celestron. Eight-inch evolution telescope with it's got remote control, so you just say you know point to the Andromeda galaxy and eh, 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 you know it, so it does deep space observation really well, like you know clusters and galaxies and you know and of course our own solar system and the moon. Can we talk? It's like you're there, but this is a phenomenal. Yeah. Um, oh, I got a caller. We got a caller. Oh, I think. We got a caller. Here we go. Let me. Uh, we're talking about space, deep space, and space exploration just for a second. Because let's take this call and uh, welcome our caller. Welcome our new caller to the Andy and Amanda show. We are on the air. How are we doing? Good, good. How you doing? This is Harry K. How you doing? Hey, hey Harry. Harry K. Harry K. So Harry and I just met, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's my first time tuning into your show. Well, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Thank you. So we have we have um, Amanda is in the UK, eight thousand miles away, where it's currently. Yes, uh, Hello, Amanda. Hello, darling. Going on, <laughs> going, on uh, going on midnight, and of course I'm here in California, 
And uh, you are. We, uh, this is the Andean. Uh, I, let me make sure. Wait, I gotta look. Wait a minute. I gotta make. Let me look around a little bit. I think I I'm think in California. Chat. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so, 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 Harry, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. So I just tapped in, and um, last I heard, you were uh, you you did something with guitar manufacturing. No, I'm I'm actually my full time gig when I'm not doing the show. Which sometimes I wonder when I'm not doing the show. Anyway, no, my full time gig is um, <laughs> is is I'm a uh, I'm a uh, what they call a singer songwriter. I play acoustic folk and blues, and um, nice. I tour and travel and make records and do you know I've been a guest on radio shows as a musician and I play folk and blues festivals and folk venues and cafes. I've played some gigs in L.A. you know in Los Angeles, but I mostly uh, most of the shows I do I travel I tour and travel play festivals and different venues from from here to the east coast and very fun, cool folks. very nice so i've got i've been doing that going on 30 years now um you know wow. uh, uh my profession at the time an airline pilot so jets for living believe yeah. it or not and um, so i stopped uh, furloughed from my airline job and during that furlough i was playing music and got some gigs after contract and i never looked back very nice music music uh Music is language of love, they say, something like that. It's universal, that's for sure. Yes, it, it absolutely. Is. I agree it with is. that completely. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's wonderful you know, about sharing and about making a difference and, and connecting with people. The whole thing to me is about making a connection and making a difference in someone else's life for the time we get together. Yes. Yeah, 100%. That's and, and so what? What? What's the current topic you guys were talking about until I interrupted when I stumbled upon what this call is? <laughs> I, I, I can't believe you interrupted us. We were talking about guitars, and we were talking about telescopes. I'm, I'm getting a telescope. You, you, when I get to sing, you know, Carrie, you, you're in L.A., right? Yeah. Yeah, I live in yeah. uh, L.A. I'm a North Hollywood native. Oh, North Hollywood. Oh, man, that's cool. great. Wow. So you're from here. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Gosh, have you met at famous I, in your tenure here? Uh, famous people, um, I have, um, and I'll be honest. Um, most that I've met, they wanted me to keep it a secret, so I can't <laughs> say. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's because it's because of the industry I'm in. I'm in the roadside business, so right, um, right, right. You know, right. most of the guys yeah. guys, if they do call in, if their vehicle breaks down or something, um, yeah. they do tell us to keep everything private, just so you of know, course. nobody ends up finding out where the car is going yeah. or where it's going. Yeah, oh, of course, you know? absolutely. Of course. When I when I was a pilot, I used to fly a lot of those people. I, I flew for a private charter jet company, a, a kind of a fractional ownership company where people bought a fraction of the airplane. They had ex- access to a whole fleet of jets, like access to a whole uh-huh. airline, and and then actually Ooh. owned a piece of an airplane. And uh, you know, we had hundreds of airplanes and thousands of pilots. But the uh, we flew former presidents. I flew, uh, you know, musicians and. Uh, you know, newscasters, wow. you know, people you'd see on NBC Nightly News, um, you know, the, the uh, uh, cabinet members, presidential cabinet members, um, you know, the secretary of the treasury and so forth. And That's a incredible. lot of times, yes. yeah, a lot of times I got to be on a, a first name just like Catherine Ga- Graham, who was a Washington 
Post when Woodward and Bernstein were there. You know, former President Robin Williams, Bruce Willis, Debbie Moore, um, the Whoa. cast cards, the, the people who own Tootsie Roll, Gordon's, Gordon's Candies. I flew them all the time. Um, wow. But yeah, the cast uh, cards. Giving, and the, and, I'm naming names right now. Yeah, and, and I was a pilot. You know, it was like being a chauffeur in the air. Yeah. You know, it, you know, like, yeah. up, take them, it was like it was like being a Uber driver in a, in a jet. <laughs> cool. Did they ever like come up and thank you? Like thank you for uh, for your wonderful flight. Yeah, yeah, quite quite, quite often. As a matter of fact, I got to tell you an interesting story. Um, who was I was flying? You know, very well-to-do family and her family. I think their two dogs, or whatever it was. But you know, a big plane and my family on board. Flew. I'm trying to think where. I don't remember because. I mean, I've been all over the country sometimes. I mean, everywhere. And we got me, and I was the first officer, co-pilot, and the woman came over to me with a wad of cash in her hand. And mm-hmm. she uh-huh. and she said, thank you very much. What a great job. I just want to thank you. And I, and I, and I, I refused the tip. I didn't want to take it. I, you know, I chose that profession. I knew how what it paid, which wasn't bad. And and that's what I chose to do. Like when you go to a doctor, you you know you get a tooth pulled. You go to your dentist and give him a tip. Oh here, here. <laughs> and, uh, and you know I cons- I considered being a pilot a profession that I chose, and therefore I did not want yeah. the tip. And the woman said, uh, never turn down money. And she you know she was still cord- very cordial. Said never turn down money. And she you know said goodbye, and that was the end of it. The captain came up to me and said, Whoa, did you get that cash? And I'm like, No, I turned it down. And he said, You what? <laughs> you what? Don't they teach you anything in grammar school? I totally understand the humbleness, and I appreciate that. There's not too many people like you like that out there. So mm-hmm. you know, um, no, that's very true. You did, when, I, when I started playing guitar, you know, I come from playing in bed, and and I've been playing. My was my first band. Old and I was a studio musician off and on. Even in my flying career, I still played guitar on the side and so uh-huh. forth. Um, and when I first started playing and getting gigs in New York City at the you know at places where Bob Dylan started, you know the folk era in Greenwich Village, you know I, I was playing yeah. those venues four four times a week, sometimes more. And I remember when I first went to New York, you know, really own uh, like a bar, you know, like a music cafe where Bob Dylan way back when. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I start, I start the, the bartender comes out, getting started, and the time the bartender puts out this great big plastic Coke, big, you know, you know, big thing, and uh-huh. I the stage, and I said, "What's that for?" And he said, "That's for your tips." And you know, they're, you know, and he said, "That's for your." Tips. I said, wow. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want tips. I don't want tips. Take it away. And and, and the reason why, and after a while, uh, when I started playing more and more and more. And, um, you know, the tip jar would be out, and I'm not even unbeknownst to me, and I'd look how much cash was in there. There could be a couple of hundred dollars or more. Um, and yeah. I'd look at that cash, and I'd be like, you know, you know, it looks like that's the routine. It looks like that's how, that's, how, that's the MO of this business. And as musicians play, that's how it works. So, you know, okay, take, you know, just, okay, whatever. <laughs> that's, that's what people yeah. do. They tip yeah. you. Um, and and so after a while, I started, you know, I didn't ask for it, but after a while, when the tip thing was there, I just, okay, that's the way it is. I'll see, see what I get. I never I never took the microphone and said, oh, by the way, folks, there's a tip jar out there. Hey, you know, I never did that. Um, but yeah. anyway, 
but I didn't do because the, the, I've always felt the same. Even though, of course, I made a whole lot more money at the time. I made much more money flying than I did playing guitar in a bar. Um, but I, uh, I just feel that you choose the profession and you choose what you're going to do with your life. You choose that. You know, nobody forced me to play yeah. guitar. You know, I went to college. You know, I was an airline pilot. Um, you know, you can go to you go to a Votech school or do whatever, or start your own business or whatever you might do. You ever choose to do in your life, you choose that to to do it. And uh, and sometimes yeah. I would imagine I would imagine like you take a, a wait person at a restaurant, um, they choose to do it because it, it there are tips it, when you when you take that yeah. job, that's how you get paid and that's part of that job. But to me, being an airline pilot, you don't see tips accepted as part of the description of how you get paid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, when you, when you fly from here to, to Austin, Texas, you don't get off a plane and go to the captain and say, here's 100 bucks. <laughs> true. True. Very true. I, I, when I fly, though, I do like to say thank you to the captain and the crew, though, if I get a chance to. Yeah. Well, good but, for you. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's no, great. I, I can't tell you how many flights. Well, actually, luckily there haven't been that many, but there has been a, you know more than a handful of flights where we had a, we were busting our butts uh, keeping the flight as smooth as we could. Like you know, traveling. I remember one time in particular going from Tampa to Chicago, and we were paralleling cold front the whole way up. I mean, just right on the edge of this cold front, trying to keep our distance from it, but we were crisscrossing, going up, going down. And just trying to avoid all this bumps and turbulence and getting knocked, we felt like a you know some a can of sardines and somebody's shaking the can real hard, you know. Um, but keeping the flight uh-huh. safe and smooth, and um, and then we land. And what occurred to me, but we kept the flight smooth, you know. So they really you know smoothly could anyway. And the passengers really don't know what you're doing up front. You know, they're in the back, you know, enjoying their drinks, whatever, listening, talking, whatever yeah. they're doing in the back. And we're up front. You know, working our butts off trying to keep this thing smooth and keep it, keep it, you know, keep everybody comfortable. I mean, really, go, asking air traffic control: should we go up? Should we go down? How do we go right? You've seen a hole over there. Let's go that way. Let's go this way. Back up. Back down. And you know, a couple hours of that, you're like, woo wee, whoa. Yeah. There's got to be, there's got to be another way to make a living, you know. So, so yeah. So, but, but then you make a really smooth landing, and you hear all the applause in the back. Whoa. Little do they know, what if, rough, really, what if I made a really rough landing? But yeah. they had no idea what I went through the last two and a half hours. They had no idea. But, boy, yeah. God forbid, I make this landing where I bounce a little bit. You know, oh, that guy's a horrible pilot. Oh, you feel that landing? Oh, my God, that landing. <laughs> yeah, the amount of judgment that falls upon you, right, in a situation yeah. like that when you've got to deal with everybody. Well, not deal with everybody, Unreal. but their yeah. life is in your hands, isn't it? So Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. So, yeah. uh, Harry, mm-hmm. uh, Amanda's also a, a talented uh, composer and musician. I should let you know that she, 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 composes, she composes music using uh, production equipment like synthesizers and keyboards and voice loops and all that. You, she, she, she does I'm, some I'm amazing... So, I'm so sorry. I, I, I actually, I'm pulling up to a client on the freeway. I do apologize. No, you, put, you, should, you should put your client. You should put your client on the phone. Tell him, hey, I'm on the radio show. You want to talk? <laughs> oh, bless. Hey, Harry, don't be a stranger to the show. Thank you one so month. much. I appreciate it. I will be calling in more often now. Great. Oh, Please be a, yeah, you're a friend of the show. Glad to meet you. And Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 3 p.m. our time. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 3 p.m. our time. 
Thank you so much. I will catch up with you guys, both of you. Thank you so Look, much. Amanda, have, have a safe day. day. Be safe Take out there. Take care of yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. You. Bye-bye now. Bye. What a lovely guy. That was Harry. You know, the friend of the Andy Amanda show. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Lovely to have Harry on board. Yeah. That's great. He seems like a lovely guy. Hear about the show. They want to chime in and call. Just say, hey, what's going on? Hey. That's what we're about, folks. Yeah. It's fantastic. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Pretty cool. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Today, for me, is a very good day. It is. It is indeed. Yeah. It is a good day. It is a marvelous day. Did you hear about um, Jeff Beck? Yes, uh, Jeff Paris. Beck. For those oh, who no. didn't hear, Jeff Beck died. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he came down with meningitis suddenly. Mm. Yeah, icon, guitar yeah, icon. Uh, kind of going over it while um, you had to answer the call. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, I'm, gl- I'm glad that um, you, you – good. Yeah. Thank you for doing that, by the way. Thank you for doing You're that. You're welcome. We got a roll, and what I think I'm going to do is uh, I have a new song called This Shirt. Yeah. Uh, back in the high school days, girls, guys too, used to wear flannel shirts, uh, very little, if any, makeup, hair down, loose, turtlenecks, flannel shirts, blue jeans, you know, um, back in the 60s and 70s when I went to high school in the 70s, and it was, you know, very laid back. You know, and girls were very, you know, speaking as a guy, you know, women were very natural, you know, let their hair down, very little makeup, flannel shirts, turtlenecks, you know, loose clothes. Um, and uh, I, I uh, a girlfriend of mine, a couple of them actually, <laughs> and, and, and me too, would wear these flannel shirts, and it would be kind of cool uh, if you if you were somebody's um, girlfriend or somebody's boyfriend and you, you wear his, your significant other shirt. Like we'd swap, you know, I'd wear my girlfriend's flannel shirt all the time. Oh, and I, yeah. uh, this, this song called this shirt. And I have some of my clothes, not from high school, but I have some shirts from that go back to 1987. I'm such a, a sentimental romantic. And I see these shirts that, that I wore a certain part of my life. And I was just a particular girlfriend or whatever that means that was such so special. And so, so sweet, and and I look, and I can't get rid of the clothes I wore at the time. You know, I, you know, so I'm like, I can't get through that way. I can't, you know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I know. But I've got a song called "This Shirt," um, which is in the middle of production right now. It's almost done. And what I figured I would do, because we're on the show, is maybe play it, and I'll play it as our as our uh, heading out of here music if I can find it. <laughs> if That's I can find fantastic. it. Fantastic! I look forward. It's to called "This Shirt," and. Um, the original concept of this tune was by a, a country of uh, who I've got a chance to meet and hang out with when she was first starting in the late 80s, named Mary Chipman Carpenter. And that's where I picked it up from and kind of rearranged things and whatever, you know. But anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, and I start, I, I, you know, I started hearing her version of this tune back in the late mm-hmm. 80s, early 90s, and I just yeah. meant so much to me because I could relate, <laughs> you know. So anyway. Um, I see. I gotta find. I, I gotta find. Uh, here it is. I got it. All right. Why don't you say goodbye and okay. then we'll play this shirt by uh, by uh, one of my latest forthcoming releases. This shirt by me. So uh, we'll do that together. <laughs> but go ahead and say goodbye, everybody. Amanda, welcome back to the show, man. So great. So Thank great you, doing darling. This. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. So apologies for the the splurting with the coughing every now and again, guys. But as you can see, I'm still on the mend. But it's great to be back. And now it's time to say goodbye. It's gone so fast. But I look forward to joining you again on Friday. We both do. So on behalf of my amazing co-host, Andy Kimball in California, Hollywood, myself, Amanda Love here in the rainy UK, have a wonderful rest of the week and catch us again on Friday. Thank you so much for sticking with us. Um, I'm so happy to be back with you guys. 
So take care of yourselves and keep smiling and enjoy Andy's new song. So old I should replace it, 